Welcome to Quanta Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. A new energy-efficient chip fixes an old design flaw to run large-scale AI algorithms on smaller devices, and it reaches the same accuracy as wasteful digital computers. That's next. Quanta Magazine is an editorially independent online publication supported by the Simons Foundation to enhance public understanding of science. Artificial intelligence algorithms can't keep growing at their current pace. Algorithms like deep neural networks are loosely inspired by the brain, with multiple layers of artificial neurons linked to each other via numerical values called weights. But unlike brains, they get bigger every year. And these days, hardware improvements are no longer keeping pace with the enormous amount of memory and processing capacity required to run these massive algorithms. Soon, the size of AI algorithms may hit a wall. And even if we could keep scaling up hardware to meet the demands of AI, there's another problem. Running them on traditional computers wastes an enormous amount of energy. The high carbon emissions generated from running large AI algorithms is already harmful for the environment, and it will only get worse as the algorithms grow ever more gigantic. One solution, called neuromorphic computing, takes inspiration from biological brains to create energy-efficient designs. These chips can outpace digital computers in conserving energy, but they've had one major flaw. They've lacked the computational power needed to run a sizable deep neural network, so it's been easy for AI researchers to overlook them. That finally changed in August of 2022, when Wan, H.S. Philip Wong, Gert Cowenbergs, and their colleagues revealed a new neuromorphic chip called NuRAM. It includes 3 million memory cells and thousands of neurons built into its hardware to run algorithms. New RAM uses a relatively new type of memory called resistive RAM, or RRAM. Unlike previous RRAM chips, new RRAM is programmed to operate in an analog fashion to save more energy and space. While digital memory is binary, storing either a 1 or a 0, Analog memory cells in the new RAM chip can each store multiple values along a fully continuous range. That allows the chip to store more information from massive AI algorithms in the same amount of chip space. As a result, the new chip can perform as well as digital computers on complex AI tasks like image and speech recognition. And the authors claim it's up to 1,000 times more energy efficient. This opens up the possibility for tiny chips to run increasingly complicated algorithms within small devices previously unsuitable for AI, like smartwatches and phones. Researchers not involved in the work have been deeply impressed by the results. Zhang Rei Wang is a longtime RAM researcher at the University of Hong Kong. 
this paper is pretty unique. It made contributions at different levels, at device level, at circuit architecture level, and at the algorithm level. In digital computers, the huge amounts of energy wasted while they run AI algorithms is caused by a simple and ubiquitous design flaw that makes every single computation inefficient. A computer's memory holds the data and numerical values it crunches during computation. Typically, that memory is placed on the motherboard, away from the processor, where computing takes place. Where Wan, one of the researchers behind the new chip, is a computer scientist formerly at Stanford University who recently moved to the AI startup AIZip. He says for the information coursing through the processor, it's kind of like you spend、uh, eight hours on the commute, but you do two hours of work. Fixing this problem with new all-in-one chips that put memory and computation in the same place seems straightforward. It's also closer to how our brains likely process information. Many neuroscientists believe that computation happens within populations of neurons, while memories are formed when the synapses between neurons strengthen or weaken their connections. But creating devices that do this has proved difficult, since current forms of memory are incompatible with the technology in processors. Computer scientists decades ago developed the materials to create new chips that perform computations where memory is stored, a technology known as compute in memory. But with traditional digital computers performing so well, these ideas were overlooked. For decades, H.S. Philip Wang, another one of the new chips creators, is an electrical engineering professor at Stanford. He says our RAM seemed to be forgotten. Indeed, the first such device dates back to at least 1964. That's when electrical engineers at Stanford discovered they could manipulate certain materials called metal oxides to turn their ability to conduct electricity on and off. That's significant because a material's ability to switch between two states provides the backbone for traditional memory storage. Typically, in digital memory, a state of high voltage corresponds to a one, and low voltage to a zero. To get an RAM device to switch states, you apply a voltage across metal electrodes hooked up to two ends of the metal oxide. Normally, metal oxides are insulators, which means they don't conduct electricity. But with enough voltage, the current builds up, eventually pushing through the material's weak spots and forging a path to the electrode on the other side. Once the current has broken through, it can flow freely along that path. Wang likens this process to lightning. When enough charge builds up inside a cloud, it quickly finds a low-resistance path, and lightning strikes. But unlike with lightning, whose path disappears, the path through the metal oxide remains, meaning it stays conductive indefinitely. And it's possible to erase the conductive path by applying another voltage to the material. So researchers can switch an RAM between two states and use them to store digital memory. Mid-century researchers didn't recognize the potential for energy-efficient computing, nor did they need it yet with the smaller algorithms they were working with. 
It took until the early 2000s, with the discovery of new metal oxides, for researchers to realize the possibilities. Wong, who was working at IBM at the time, recalls that an award-winning colleague working on RRAM admitted he didn't fully understand the physics involved. But in 2004, researchers at Samsung Electronics announced that they had successfully integrated RRAM memory built on top of a traditional computing chip. The discovery suggested that a compute-in-memory chip might finally be possible. Wang resolved to at least try. For more than a decade, researchers like Wang worked to build up RRAM technology to the point where it could reliably handle high-powered computing tasks. Around 2015, computer scientists began to recognize the enormous potential of these energy-efficient devices for large AI algorithms, which were beginning to take off. That year, scientists at the University of California, Santa Barbara, showed the RRAM devices could do more than just store memory in a new way. They could execute basic computing tasks themselves, including the vast majority of computations that take place within a neural network's artificial neurons, which are simple matrix multiplication tasks. In the new RRAM chip, Silicon neurons are built into the hardware, and the RRAM memory cells store the weights, which are the values representing the strength of the connections between neurons. Because the new RRAM memory cells are analog, the weights that they store represent the full range of resistance states that occur while the device switches between a low resistance to a high resistance state. This enables even higher energy efficiency than digital RRAM memory can achieve because the chip can run many matrix computations in parallel rather than in lockstep one after another, as in the digital processing versions. But since analog processing is still decades behind digital processing, there are still many issues to iron out. One is that analog RRAM chips must be unusually precise since imperfections on the physical chip can introduce variability and noise. For traditional chips with only two states, these imperfections don't matter nearly as much. This issue makes it significantly harder for analog RRAM devices to run AI algorithms, given that the accuracy of, say, recognizing an image will suffer if the conductive state of the RRAM device isn't exactly the same every time. Wong says when we look at a lightning path, every time it's different. So as a result of that, the RRAM exhibits a certain degree of stochasticity every time you program them is slightly different. Wong and his colleagues proved that RRAM devices can store continuous AI weights and still be as accurate as digital computers if the algorithms are trained to get used to the noise they encounter on the chip. That's an advance that enabled them to produce the new RRAM chip. Another major issue they had to solve involved the flexibility needed to support diverse neural networks. In the past, chip designers had to line up the tiny RRAM devices in one area next to larger silicon neurons. The RRAM devices and the neurons were hardwired without programmability, so the computation could only be performed in a single direction. 
To support neural networks with bidirectional computation, extra wires and circuits were necessary, inflating energy and space needs. So Wong's team designed a new chip architecture, where the RAM memory devices and silicon neurons were mixed together. This small change to the design reduced the total area and saved energy. Malika Pavand, a neuromorphic researcher at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich, calls it groundbreaking work that builds on CMOS, which is a semiconductor chip. And the CMOS, the peripheral circuitry, still is huge. So basically you end up having something small that has to connect something huge. It's just disproportionate and it doesn't scale well. But the way they have done it is that they were able to reduce the size of this periphery by a technique, which is a voltage mode readout circuitry. And because they were able to reduce this peripheral circuitry, then they are able to interleave the array with the CMOS, which I thought that was really beautiful. For several years, Wong's team worked with collaborators to design, manufacture, test, calibrate, and run AI algorithms on the new RAM chip. They did consider using other emerging types of memory that can also be used in the computed memory chip, but RAM had an edge because of its advantages in analog programming and because it was relatively easy to integrate with traditional computing materials. Their recent results represent the first RAM chip that can run such large and complex AI algorithms, a feat that has previously only been possible in theoretical simulations. Anup Das is a computer scientist at Drexel University in Philadelphia. To actually build such a system, you need to have the proper team who can actually realize a hardware. So you need expertise from the hardware side, you need expertise from the software side, you need expertise who can manufacture those devices. So all these pieces come together, you can build a chip. Not all institutes can have the entire expertise in all these domains, and therefore it is mostly a idea that was theoretically possible and that was theoretically put forward. Maybe you can do some simulations to verify that everything is working. When it comes to real silicon, that capability is missing in many institutes. This work is the first demonstration of a large-scale chip that is manufactured across multiple institutions. Gert Kauenbergs, who helped to create the chip, says digital AI systems are flexible and precise, but are orders of magnitude less efficient. Kauenbergs says now their flexible, precise, and energy-efficient analog RAM chip has bridged that gap for the first time. The team's design keeps the new RAM chip tiny, just the size of a fingernail, while squeezing 3 million RAM memory devices that can serve as analog processors. The chip can run neural networks at least as well as digital computers do but it can also, for the first time, run algorithms that perform computations in different directions. Their chip can input a voltage to the rows of the RAM array and read outputs from the columns as is standard for RAM chips, but it can also do it backward from the columns to the rows. That means it can be used in neural networks that operate with data flowing in different directions. As with RAM technology itself, this has long been possible, but no one thought to do it. Here's researcher Malika Pavand again. Why did we think about this before? Yeah, I don't know. 
In hindsight, I don't know. <laughs> Anup Das says this new chip creates new areas to explore. This actually opens up a lot of other opportunities, and that is what very interesting about this paper. It enables research on several different aspects. You can build interesting algorithms that are not small scale. These are large scale applications, multi-dimension physics simulations, or solving a large scale computational optimization problems, or self-driving cars. Those are big algorithms. Yet size is an issue. The largest neural networks now contain billions of weights, not the millions contained in the new chips. Wong plans to scale up by stacking multiple new RAM chips on top of each other. It will be just as important to keep the energy costs low in future devices or to scale them down even further. One way to get there is by copying the brain even more closely to adopt the communication signal used between real neurons, the electrical spike. It's a signal fired off from one neuron to another when the difference in the voltage between the inside and outside of the cell reaches a critical threshold. Tony Kenyon, a nanotechnology researcher at University College London, says there are big challenges there. But he says we still might want to move in that direction, because chances are you will have greater energy efficiency if you are using very sparse spikes. However, Kenyon notes that to run algorithms that spike on the current new RAM chip would likely require a totally different architecture. For now, the energy efficiency the team accomplished while running large AI algorithms on the new RAM chip has created new hope that memory technologies may represent the future of computing with AI. Maybe one day we'll even be able to match the human brain's 86 billion neurons and the trillions of synapses that connect them without running out of power. Matt Carlstrom helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Allison Witten's full article, New Chip Expands the Possibilities for AI, on our website, quantamagazine.org. A brain built from atomic switches, a black box of deep learning, clever machines learning to be curious. These are just a few of the topics covered in the Quanta book, Alice and Bob Meet the Wall of Fire, published by the MIT Press. Available now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or your local bookstore. Also, make sure to tell your friends about the Quanta Magazine Science Podcast and give us a positive review or follow where you listen. It helps people find this podcast. 